Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha, and we're welcoming our co-host. What kind of expert is he? He is a shoe expert. Not a basketball expert. Yeah. It's not what you were thinking. Don't know anything about basketball, but I know a lot about shoes. Matt Staub here. <laughs> you are a, a basketball, I don't know about expert, or what, I don't know what you'd call yourself an expert. You're definitely into basketball more than I am. I would say I know more about basketball than most people do. Okay. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. In the world or like in the United States, like what's your criteria? I mean, definitely in the world. Because it's okay. it's more well, it's getting a little bit different, but it's pretty U.S. focused. I would think basketball has to be extremely popular in the U.S. compared to other places. Yeah, I would say that. You know, it's it's gaining a little bit of traction worldwide, and you definitely see a lot more international players in the NBA. So that's always fun. But it's funny you said the shoe thing because that was one of the things I was wondering about this, and I you know when I was looking into it, and we're talking about the. For those non-basketball news-related people, LeBron James signed what's being called a lifetime deal with Nike, LeBron James being a basketball player, Nike being a shoe and other apparel company. Definitely explain what Nike is. That's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, first of its kind. I don't think it's happened in Nike's history. Frankly, it hasn't happened. I can't think of any like contract in the sports industry even. Can you? So a long time ago, the huge deal that was done was... I believe, if I remember correctly, Magic Johnson signed a 25-year deal with the Lakers for $25 million, $1 million a year for 25 years, What? which uh. obviously is nothing now. I don't know if that's, yeah, that's probably the, I don't know if that's even like the veteran's minimum per year, but yeah. no one plays 25 years either. So I, I, obviously they were, they were buying more than just his basketball time. But sure. I think David Beckham, which is more up your alley with the, the soccer thing, I think he might've signed something that resembled or was rumored to be a lifetime deal with Adidas, Reebok. I don't know. I forget. But yeah, I mean, this isn't very common if it's ever happened at all. I mean, not even Michael Jordan, who's been with Nike forever, has done anything like this, probably because he's worth, he can always justify he's worth more every year. But this is a pretty interesting deal. I think LeBron was signed right out of high school in 2003 by Nike, which also was the time when you could go straight from the high school to the NBA. So they've basically had him at every point that he's been a professional. And I guess for the entire time he's going to be. And for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Not even just playing. That's, that's the thing. It's not, Oh, this only goes till when he retires. It's a lifetime deal, which might sound silly to some people, but man, Michael Jordan's shoes are selling just as much, if not more than they did when he played. So it's, you know, there's definitely value in this deal even after LeBron retires. I mean, there's just so many issues here. But by the way, David Beckham did sign a lifetime contract. They said to be worth around $130 million or so with Adidas. And Adidas. I think this Nike one is supposed to be worth what? I mean, I think everyone's ballparking it, but $500 million? Yeah, the the numbers that were thrown around were 400 to $500 million, And there was a source close to... LeBron has said it's worth well, well more than that. So I don't know if we'll ever find out how much it is. I mean, it's at least half a billion dollars probably. So that's pretty good payout for him. Yeah. And obviously he doesn't get all that in one day. It may take a lifetime for, <laughs> for it to get him up. <laughs> but let's get to the shoes thing. So I assume that part of the deal is you get a cut of sales 
maybe as a basketball fan, you can explain to me. I, I really don't get the, these basketball players have shoes like Air Jordans and then people want to buy those just because they're Air Jordans. Like, well, as a kid, I, I thought I saw the appeal, but I guess I didn't realize that was, that still went on. Yeah, I mean, well, there's two types of people. There's a one that actual play in the shoes, which which is like me. These are built. <laughs> these are built for people to play in. I mean, it's not just. Well, some of them are. It's a huge fashion thing. I mean, that's what it is. And they're okay. the Jordan sell for one fifty a pair, and you know, there's long lines for people waiting in stores to get them. It's it's a huge fashion item, and so that's the thing. And especially, I mean, you're forgetting the one huge market as well as kids who who have to get new shoes every year because they keep growing out of it. Yeah, and so they're gonna want to get. And I think actually you might have mentioned that with with you growing up. Yeah, I mean that's where a lot of the popularity is is in kids, and there's a whole variety of people that are looking for them. But I mean that's the thing is even I just saw the number on Jordan. I think last year it was 2.6 billion that his shoes sold, the Air Jordans. So wow, you raise an interesting point in that. Yeah, is LeBron going to get a cut of every pair that's sold, or how exactly is this going to work? I mean, that's I guess that's one thing we don't know is what are the actual details of this. I'm very curious what the payout is. Obviously, like you said, he's not getting half a billion dollars tomorrow. So are they spreading it out? I'd have to think it's front-loaded. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. It's going to be some annual stipend of some sort, and he has his obligations too. I bet you he gets he gets points too on the sales of his products that he endorses. Give him a little incentive to perform well. Well, but let's talk about the what you know this lifetime thing. I mean, have you ever done a lifetime contract in your lawyering world? No, I've signed one lifetime contract in my personal world. Okay. What was that? Was it a gym membership? <laughs> Marriage certificate. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll give you that one. Going back to what you said, you know, drafting one, you know, I guess it depends how you define lifetime. A lot of these employment agreements are at will. So I guess, you know, technically speaking, could be a lifetime that they would be employed by. I mean, that's, I know that's not what you're getting at, but. No, but actually it's a, it's a good point because when people, I mean, this is kind of sensational news, right? This is the headline. LeBron James signs lifetime deal with Nike. What exactly does that mean? I very much doubt that you have a contract that says for the life of LeBron James, this contract goes on. <laughs> the contract's not going to be drafted that way. It's, it's unlikely, I should say. Yeah. More likely is that you have an agreement and basically the only way that you can terminate it is for certain reasons and for cause. And so basically this this agreement is perpetual until something else happens. And and so what's interesting is that this kind of concept may be a little foreign and unusual, but it's enforceable. I mean, it's it's not there's nothing wrong with that. This isn't like slavery or some kind of indentured servitude where you obligate an employee for a lifetime where the employee can't get out of that. Now that's that's a different story, but something like this, you can always have some carve outs to actually uh, terminate for a cause. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like having a triggering event be death is is common in certain types of agreements. So it's it's something Absolutely. yeah, it's something that could definitely be in there. You brought up the gym membership one, and you know, I wasn't even that aware of this in California at least. Health Studio Services apparently has to state the length of the contract term. So technically speaking, it means that lifetime contracts are prohibited for this this health studio services, which I thought was interesting. 
I think it was in New York, actually, that one health gym that was trying to do lifetime contracts and so forth. And yeah. speaking of, my wife just joined that gym called Equinox. Have you heard of it? Sounds familiar. I don't know. It's some, it's some popular, but I, of course, I look at this contract <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm looking at it and I, and I always laugh like, I don't even know why I'm looking at this because I know I'm an attorney and I'm going to look at this, but like, okay, fine. I, I, I don't like one of the terms. What am I going to do? Are they going to revise it for me? No. So, right. but it was nice to know, just to know like, okay, how long is it? And you know, making sure, you know, we know what we're getting into, but. You know, you and I obviously review a lot of contracts. That's always the hard thing to do, if, especially when if you're sitting there and they give you something to sign, even if it's only one page, it's probably worse when it's less because then I feel more obligated to read it through. It's like, well, I don't want to <laughs> sit here. Like you said, what are they going to do? Change the terms? Well, maybe if it's a smaller company, but yeah. Yeah. What are you going to sit there and they're going to, while you read line by line and you know, do something about it. You're just holding up everyone's time. So it's, yeah. And, and they look at you weird. They're like, what are you doing? Like, it's funny. That's the culture. Like you have this long, you know, especially these long fine print contracts that, you know, if you go to rent a car or whatever, and you know, you have a whole line behind you, everyone just got off the shuttle bus or whatever. And you read this contract and you, you, you want to read it, but yeah, you look like an idiot if you sit there and actually read the whole thing. So <laughs> no, I, I, I feel you on that. But anyway, well, yeah, the the gym membership. So yeah, the, it was ended up being a year contract. But yeah, these some of these gyms, like we we covered not too long ago, has this lifetime contract that I think, you know, when you're dealing with consumers, it's different. When you're dealing with employees, it's different. And just like Matt mentioned, there's a California law that particular. It was a California law that applies to health facilities. Yeah, they they find it as health studio services. Okay, California's health studio services contract law. Applies to all contracts for health studio services in California. That's right. And they have like a basically a, a cooling off period. You can cancel it after five days or something. In fact, that might be in Texas too, because Equinox had a six day cooling off period or, or you can cancel it within six business days. So maybe that was required. But with something like this, you have a business transaction between a professional player and it's a, basically an endorsement deal. So long as LeBron doesn't pull some kind of Lance Armstrong kind of thing, doesn't mess up like that, he'll be able to, you know, withstand it the entire length of the contract, which will be his lifetime. You mean the steroids? Yeah, Lance Armstrong lost all his contracts after... Dating Sheryl Crow? Yeah, after that. <laughs> that, was, that was a big controversy. No, after after he, he basically admitted using steroids and was it steroids or I'm not sure he ever admitted it. I can't remember, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, here's the thing. No, I thought he did. He might've, I don't usually they don't, but so that was one of the things I was going to ask you, like, what's the risk? Well, obviously there's some risks on Nike side, but for LeBron, it's a little bit different because even worse, ca- well, steroids are worse, but I was gonna say worst case scenario, he gets hurt tomorrow and never plays again. He's had a, already a pretty long career already has had a pretty if he retired today I think he'd be a top 10 player in the NBA of all time so he's already kind of established himself really no way to go down unless he does something awful kind of like you said so in terms of you know the value risk to Nike I don't really see that being much of an issue I mean depending on how they've structured the payments there could possibly be an issue if he you know died earlier than they were expecting but I would think that's kind of broken out in a way that it's not going to be a big issue for them. And I'm sure they've, you know, they've managed their risks in worst case scenarios. And by the way, Lance Armstrong did admit to doping. Did he? Just, I just confirmed back in 2009 or anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Otherwise he can sue me for defamation. That's fine. He probably will. He probably will. 
I'm pretty sure he did. But anyway, by the way, you, you said something I wanted to ask you if it's a controversial statement to say that he's in the top 10. Like, wouldn't you say he's in the top five of all time? I always thought like at least the top three or no. Well, what do you think? It's a different question. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking just at his peak, you can definitely make the argument. If you're looking whole career, his career's not over yet. So there's other guys that have that piled on some years at the end. And so assuming, I mean, assuming he just has a normal finish to his career, then yeah, I would say he's going to end up top five, but I can't put him up there right now. At least not yet. Okay. Yeah. I just know we're going to get a bunch of uh, letters after today. I just want to be able to address it now so we don't have to address it next time. Or Matthew will just edit that out. <laughs> That's right. He'll pick out another episode where I said five. Uh, actually, he just needs to do that. And I can just edit that <laughs> when I just said five right there and put that in for, for 10. By the way, Matthew's our audio editor. So Matt's not referring to himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go with my uh, official formal name when I do the, the yeah. editing part. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I think those are the things that I thought of on the legal side for this contract. Yeah. We've talked about a little bit about doing endorsement deals with uh, celebrities and just because you're a small business doesn't mean, you know, it takes you out of the realm of actually uh, contracting with some of these, you know, low, maybe lower level celebrities. And most of the time it's, it's finding those out. And this is with every contract is first and foremost is what is your out? As an attorney, we, we look at everything else, but from your perspective, that's what you should be looking at. Okay. I'm signing a, a year-long contract. If if I have a problem, how am I going to get out of this contract? If they're not doing their job, is there a breach and cure period? Is there a 30-day out for any reason? Things like that. Does the contract automatically renew? If they if it does automatically renew, is there a way that I can stop it from auto-renewing? How does that work? That's how you should manage your risk, and that's, I'm sure, what Nike did as well. Yeah, I'd be very interested to see this agreement. I'm just so curious on <laughs> what was in there. Everyone else cares about just the the number. I don't really care about the number. I'm more interested in the provisions in the agreement, which is what it looks like. Well, if LeBron's on Twitter, I'm just going to tweet him and see <laughs> if he can just send me his contract. He's definitely on Twitter. Is he really? Yeah, for sure. Why do you say definitely? The NBA players now, it's more than just basketball. It's a They're all a brand. That's why he's worth so much. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did, I did find him. So I'll, I'll tweet to him. Hey, can you... Oh, it's King James is his tweet. Can you send me your agreement for me to review? Just curious. King James, let's see. Yeah, just uh, 25.7 million followers, so. I'm sure he'll respond. <laughs> yeah, did you, wait, did you post on his, because you can do direct messages now. To... No, I didn't do a direct message. I just did a tweet too. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I did something. Let's just wait for a response. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we may have to just update next week. Yeah, I think we'll just do that. He's probably just busy. He's playing right now. Yeah. All right. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. 
The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.